Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Welcome to Starting a Counseling Practice. We are bringing you an encore presentation of our Marketing Masterclass Recession Edition. Therapists from around the country, around the world, five different continents came together to do this training live. And they told us that it absolutely transformed their practices, gave them skills that they could use in their sessions that same day. And it is already transforming their marketing and the clients they're attracting. So we're bringing it here with you for the next four days. Enjoy and let us know how you, how you like it. Masterclass. This is our recession edition. Just want to give a shout out to those of you that are in Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, facing a lot of weather right now, the fires in Northern California and other parts of the country. And then even some of you have been on lockdown because of civil unrest in your towns. There is a lot going on. And if you're here, we are grateful and we are excited to be with you. But we also understand this morning's news it was a lot. So welcome for taking some time out for you and your business, whether you're about to start a practice or growing your practice are successful or have a group practice. You're here because you want to have a practice where clients get great outcomes. Yes. And you want to continue to be a light to your community during this tough time. So we want to welcome you. Uh, we know you want to get a message of hope and healing to the world in a way that is ethical and responsible because essentially you want to continue fulfilling your calling in this world. Oh, yes. I'm Kelly Higdon, by the way. And I'm Miranda Palmer. And together we've been helping therapists, Amy, uh, just therapists around the world to build practices they love, getting real transformation results since 2010. We we're both therapists who built private practices during the last Great Recession. <laughs> this is the third in a series of four training videos. Yes. The past couple of days have been awesome. Can I like, oh my goodness, especially with what the world's going through right now, the importance of being together, focusing on what we can do and what we're called to. It can give us so much hope in the midst of radical, radical change. While we know that feeling confident about the future of your business and your life might feel a little impossible or improbable right at this moment, our hope is that you have a business that is resilient and we wanna show you how to do that. Yes. We're gonna turn off our videos. Um, yes. That's the way we can preserve internet bandwidth, right? With all the fun stuff happening out in the world and multiple people working is at home. And so <laughs> See me squinting while running our background tech, <laughs> but we'll be back on screen during the Q&A. In this workshop, we'll be teaching you how to pivot your marketing during any stressor. We did this masterclass in the spring with a group of therapists sharing their stories about how their practices were remaining viable and how they were getting phone calls even during the pandemic and amidst global lockdowns. But over the last few months, we've seen our community continue to evolve and pivot through civil unrest, economic crisis, and natural disasters. Through these past few months, we've seen a huge division between practices that are growing, 
full and practices that are struggling to keep caseloads up. We also see a lot of therapists who want to start a private practice who are wondering whether it's really something viable considering the current So we reached out to our amazing bootcamp community to share a wide range of their experiences in private practice during this time and what they're doing to keep the phone ringing and even how they're reassessing and balancing as their lives and responsibilities are changing. Remember, we work to live. We don't live to work. Our businesses are built upon the needs and framework of our lives, not the way around. For a lot of you, a lot of us, our life frameworks have changed. Hello, homeschooling <laughs> and working from home. And that means your business needs and marketing needs probably have changed too. Who's here because they want to feel confident in running every aspect of your business, no matter what is happening in the world, right? That's why we're here. Working with therapists all across the world in big cities, small towns, and almost every state in America and several continents, we have some insights to share with you about what's working right now. We even have some data from some of our case studies about how many clients they're scheduling over the last two to four weeks, because we all know it isn't just about phone calls. It's about scheduling great clients. You want to have a marketing flow that works with your personality and strengths that reaches the ideal clients you want walking through the door, who want to stop doing all the random marketing tasks and instead just do what's right for them and your clients. That's what we're gonna be digging into today. Now, if you're having trouble with laggy video or audio, try a different internet source, refresh browser, or try a different browser. We recommend Chrome. If you hear an echo, it's because you have us open in two spots and I'll pop this into the chat as well. Um, are we ready? <laughs> we're gonna be sharing a ton of stories from clinicians who right now are making their way through this year and continuing to serve clients. Are you ready to be inspired? Type yes in the chat box. We're also gonna be asking you to let us know when you hear an effective marketing strategy that you'd like to try or that your clients would benefit from, just say, I wanna try that. Or I think my clients will like that every time you hear something inspiring. We're gonna be sharing so many stories. We wanna make sure that these awesome therapists that open up their businesses and marketing plans and hearts that they feel the love <laughs> for taking to do that. So let's do a little practice run. Type in, I'm gonna try that into the chat. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> let's see, I'll give it a sec. All right, I'm gonna try that. It's that 10 All right, there we go. That always drives us crazy. We're like, did you hear us? What's going on? <laughs> it does Hello. take a minute. What a journey we've been on together. You've had outcomes conversations with your clients. You've integrated that feedback in your clinical work. Excuse me. And you've taken that information to create a marketing message that connects with your ideal clients and compels them to action. Some of you have even shared that with your friends, colleagues, and you've integrated it into your website. But we aren't done yet, right? The next step is taking that marketing message out into the world so that the clients who need you most can help you, um, can get the help that will tr transform your life. And so you can also have a wonderful practice that you love and a life that you deeply desire. Yes, yes. All right, so what is great marketing? <clears throat> great marketing means showing up and caring about others. Being found when someone is typing in counselor near me into Google 
and they find your website or when they're talking to their doctor about their postpartum depression and the doctor hands them your information. Your marketing means you are saying, I am here, I can help. Simply put, when someone is looking for help, you want to be there with open arms, offering hope and an opportunity for transformation, especially right now. Many of us are doing telehealth and there are still people, there are still people who don't know that therapy can be provided this way. And even if they do, they don't know that the research shows it's still effective. So how do you show up and care about people? It takes more than a website. It takes more than telling your friends what you do. It takes a plan. A great marketing plan is about quality focused actions to be present for the clients who need you most. It isn't about doing all the things or copying what others are doing. You will see today the variety of marketing. We have a lot of new case studies today and they're diverse that can occur amongst private practices and that nobody's doing all the things to be successful. So most of the therapists we see weathering this time have four things in place. They are clear on what they offer. They have a clear and compelling marketing message. They have a way that they can easily be found online by their ideal clients. And they have key relationships with people who know their ideal clients. There are many ways to market, but if you don't understand who your client is, who you are, and have a clear marketing message and a plan, you are wasting time and energy. We're going to be doing a basic outline of a marketing plan today, and then we'll look at what that looks like in real life. So the first step is who are they? Who is your ideal client or their care provider? Where do they spend their time? How do they best take in information? What do they need to know about what you do or how you help? And what do they need to know or do to have an awesome outcome? Currently, during this time, your ideal client might be at home more, on social media more. Remember that outcomes conversation that we had from the first lesson and the pandemic questions? Those answers should help you more, know more about the answers to these questions right now. What does a typical day look for, like for you right now? What are your big pandemic and recession-related concerns? Where are you getting your news and information right now? What social media platforms are you using and how much time are you spending on them each day? Where are you getting your laughs from right now? Notice how important these questions are clinically and how they help us know where to reach more people. It's a win-win. Next, we need to focus on you. Who are you? What do you enjoy? What do you most want to communicate to your clients? What kind of psychoeducation do you provide over and over again? You also want to be invested and enjoy what you do in your business. Align your efforts with who you are. And then we look at how do you best communicate ideas? We are not all the same. While we can all learn and grow and push our edges, it's okay to start from a place of strength and comfort. Do you communicate ideas best in writing or would writing one blog take you a year or two? Would you rather sit down and record a video or a podcast? Or do you do great explaining ideas visually through memes, drawings, or infographics? Think about what works inside of your sessions, what worked during grad school, and maybe even what works in your personal life. 
Your unique marketing is this fun little sweet spot in the middle, the intersection between how you best communicate, where your clients are, and how they best hear. Today, we have a real-life example of how this magic happens. Well, we have lots of real-life examples. In other words, you do not need to do all the things to have a successful practice. Yes, even during a pandemic or recession. As we go through the components of the marketing plan, please remember that you have to check within yourself if it aligns with your clients and who you are first. Some of you haven't done anything different and you're still full. But everything you're seeing is you're starting to worry and wonder, am I making a bad decision? Should I be doing more? If I should be more, what should I be doing? When should I be doing it? I'm already, or like, when would I actually do that? I'm already packed with clients. So you and your needs and your clients and their needs, first and foremost, if you don't feel good and confident about telehealth or don't feel confident about talking about it, then how can you provide that safe container for your clients? Ultimately, your marketing plan should start with your current and past clients first and foremost. Every conversation that you have with your current and old clients is marketing your work. Those conversations will be impactful of someone deciding to discontinue therapy or return to therapy. Many therapists are realizing that the way they've been talking to clients about online therapy and phone therapy has been discouraging clients from scheduling. It won't matter how much marketing you do to new clients if you can't retain them and if you're not excited or invested in the way that you're serving. So we brought up Doug last time. Um, he's one of our boot campers outside of Boston. His focus before the pandemic started was to really <clears throat> get clear on his business plan and processes. He has been part of the overworked and underpaid therapist club <laughs> and was ready to make a change. He stopped waiting for the perfect time when he was getting lots of referrals because he knew that he'd never have time unless he made change. So he transitioned off of insurance at the end of 2019 so that he could get his caseload down to something more manageable, increase his profit, and finally have time to market his practice. Some of his clients wrapped up therapy, but most stayed. And Doug loves doing in-person work. So his plan for 2020 was to finally get his marketing on track, spend time he created getting clear on his marketing message and plan. Why? Because Doug doesn't even have a website. That's right, <laughs> no website. Sounds like the perfect storm to ensure that Doug's practice fails during COVID, right? Wrong. Doug focused on creating a marketing plan that made sense for his practice, and that focus was on his strengths and his clients. So let's watch Doug's videos. Hi, my name is Doug DeBriel. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a private practice in Boston, Massachusetts. I really focus on working with business professionals who are struggling with symptoms of complex trauma. Uh, and really motivated in that area to be the best selves they can be. And during this time of uh, intense change and uncertainty of COVID-19, it's all kind of shut us indoors. I have found an approach to keeping my practice doors open. that has been really helpful in simply reaching out to all the clients that I've had in the at least past six months and uh, creating a, a personalized Loom video um, 
rather than just reaching out by email or other form of communication, I wanted to show up and face and connect with people. And I sent that video out to all of the clients that I currently have my caseload and those who I've seen, but I may not be actively seeing in the past six months. And the response was really, really touching. Um, mostly everyone got back to me and at least gave me an update of where they were at this point in time and what their needs were or weren't. In other words, some folks, some great news to report. And that was really nice. Um, and for me, what I really appreciate is as I've transitioned my entire practice to telehealth, uh, I have no open sets and it's been full and consistent. And in that strategy of reaching out, I really emphasize the importance of folks getting a chance to have a space that's their dedicated space for support at least once a week. And in doing that, everybody that I uh, was able to sort of restart in, in therapy or continue in therapy, they've all been really psyched to stick with it since the beginning of March. So um, I wish you luck and I hope this is helpful for you. So did he toss up a website? Did he start calling a bunch of new referral sources? No. He focused on how to care for his clients during the transition. He looked at his own schedule and logistics as a parent and got crystal clear on what he needed. His husband's schedule as a physician and the needs of their young child. He created a clear schedule and worked with his current clients to figure out what their new schedule would be. First and foremost, before you focus on getting new clients, make sure you can serve the clients past and present that you have and that you've offered them space. Doug is not alone. This video was recorded a few months ago, um, right before summertime, I guess. And we actually have an update to his story in a little bit, so stay tuned. Next is um, Colleen King. She's one of our longtime boot campers who also didn't reinvent the wheel. She's seeing 15 to 18 clients a week, and we reached out at the beginning of all of this to interview her about the transition. Her caseload has stayed static. She's focused primarily on getting confident moving her clients to this new modality of, of with the tech and making sure she had all her legal ducks in a row with informed consent and such. And then she simply updated her website to make it crystal clear that she was doing online therapy. She doesn't have space or time to do additional marketing, but the work that she had done previously to ensure she was on the first page of Google is holding her business steady. If she notices a dip, she knows what to do to improve her marketing, but she isn't panicking and doing all the marketing. She's focusing on her clients and data to determine her next steps. Her practice is 80% private pay, 20% Medi-Cal as a give back to the community. And she shares telehealth, has actually improved my self-care practices as I've been going out into my backyard during my lunch break to eat and then do a bit of yoga, exercise, and or gardening for relaxation. By the time I have my next set of clients, I feel much more refreshed and ready to support people uh, who are very impacted by the pandemic. Notice that she could spend that time marketing just in case, but she is really thinking about the big picture of her needs to be fully present with her clients. For a lot of us, our lives and responsibilities have changed dramatically. 
Maybe you're sharing a space with others working from home. Maybe you've been thrown into homeschooling or lost access to outside childcare. Maybe you're managing the needs of loved ones during this time, or you may remain isolated from a lot of your community. For a lot of us, our routines, communities, support networks, and self-care strategies have all been turned upside down. It's okay to revisit your caseload. It's okay to revisit your fee. It's okay to look at what insurance companies aren't working for you anymore. It's okay to change your schedule. I know you feel an obligation to keep things as static as possible to make it easier for your clients, but it isn't the reality of our lives right now. And you burning out and starting to feel checked out from your work is not the therapist you want to be. Type yes in the chat box if your life has changed for you and you need to give yourself permission to reassess and make changes to your business and embrace and thrive in those changes. I mean, you and I could type in the chat, but we definitely could put a yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh so, gosh. So much. So much. All right. So here's Doug again. This actually should be step one, but remember Doug, he was just here a few minutes ago and he's in here as well, which I love that he's live with us. We shared his video from the beginning of the pandemic and we wanted to share an update on what is happening right now and his current marketing strategy. Hi, my name is Doug DeBriel. I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a small private practice in Boston, Massachusetts. And when I think about what's working for me at this moment with relation to marketing, my practice and my services, while we're in the midst of this pandemic and a recession, I would have to say that stopping before starting and taking pause has been a pillar of success. And that doesn't necessarily mean that for me, success is increasing the number of clients I'm working with or generating more income. And if I back up to March, when the pandemic first uh, began to let us all know that life was going to change. I reached out to my existing caseload and clients that I was either actively working with or had in the recent past. I sent a loom video out to everyone saying, Hey, we're in uncertain times. Why don't you come on back? We all deserve support. And many folks came back and many uh, periodic clients switched to weekly. And that was helpful. But as the days and weeks and months went on, and childcare became ever more challenging and cumbersome, uh, I realized that I was feeling fried. So I made the hard choice and decision that I needed to actually cut back. So I had some very difficult and, and really sad to me conversations with my clients. And half of the clients that I was working with uh, about a month and a half ago, I've begun to help transition to new uh, different clinicians. Although I didn't want to end the work with them, um, I realized that it wasn't sustainable for me. So this became my new unquote, marketing plan that I was going to be less available. And I kept a handful of clients now down to about seven clients in my caseload. And um, that extra time has been spent on taking care of family and myself. During these times, I think to myself, you know, I think we might all know when we haven't really shown up, even though we've been physically present, and that was beginning to happen to me. So in terms of how this is working out, I feel like the 
work that I'm doing with clients is is right where it needs to be. It feels like I'm very present. It feels like they're making progress. And it feels like down the line, I'll begin to shift again when my batteries are charged, when my life uh, adapts even further. And maybe there might be some time where I uh, have a child in school. That might be neat. Uh, but until then, it's really a, an approach of less is more, and I hope that's helpful. Mm. Doug, thank you so much for submitting videos for us. I really appreciate it because I hope you guys notice what he focused on. What do I need to be able to take care of me, my family, a child who can't go back to school, and my clients? What caseload is really workable for me to pay my bills? And what is my body telling me? Rather than focus on new clients, he's focusing on quality care and retention, encouraging periodic clients to commit to weekly sessions. And he said, clients seem to be commenting on the quality of therapeutic experience increasing, and I feel energized by the work clients are engaging in. Once you have things taken care of with your clients past and present, and you've gotten clear on your needs, then you got to get your schedule under control. In times of crisis, we can tend to go back to old patterns. And some of us, many of us, I'm looking in the mirror, <laughs> have patterns of overworking and overperforming. We are filling space, right? We have heard of therapists who are seeing really high caseloads, doing all the low fee sessions, volunteering on their off time, all while homeschooling their children and taking care of an infant. Please be kind to yourself and figure out what you can actually carve out. If you can only do 30 minutes a week, that is okay. Let's just hold that time sacred and be intentional. If you don't have any of it to give, can you ask for support? Can you adjust your expectations? Maybe, even though it is scary, you could give yourself permission not to market if you have enough clients right now. But what if I don't have enough clients to market and I, and I, don't, have enough I don't have enough clients and I don't have enough time? This is a recipe for disaster, yeah? Where would you put those clients? If you don't have time to market, you don't have time to take on new clients. I'm gonna repeat that. If you don't have time to market your practice, you don't have time to take on new clients. But what if I don't have enough energy to market even though I have enough time? This is where you need to discern if you can get energized by finding that sweet spot of marketing that you really enjoy practice some self-compassion and maybe even give yourself permission to have a good cry, feel your feelings and fall apart. We need to release some of this pressure that's been building. You may need to schedule some alone time in your car on a drive to recharge so you have the energy to do what you need to do for your business. So get crystal clear on your schedule before you start pulling all the to-dos out and putting them on your schedule, okay? So we have Carrie Ann. She's a boot camper and a group practice owner in Weathersfield, Connecticut. We shared her story last time and have an update about her as well. She's home with her little kids full time since the pandemic, while her partner, who is working as a first responder, uh, <laughs> is also very busy and she has very little time to give. Anyone relate to that? Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Carrie Ann Greaves. I am a group practice owner and licensed alcohol and drug counselor in Weathersfield, Connecticut. I have 10 licensed therapists that work for our practice and we specialize in working with teens and millennials, addiction and recovery, and anxiety and trauma. 
Um, through this time, I've been using a lot of community marketing. Um, I'm home with my kids uh, mostly during the day because I have young children. So I decided to basically take 30 to 45 minutes every morning um, prior to them waking up and um, doing some community marketing, reaching out to, you know, local area um, businesses that we have connected with in the past, checking in with them, you know, asking them how they're doing throughout all of this and also asking like how we can support them. And I have found that, you know, that has been really helpful because one of our um, core values is community at Reflections. And um, it's also worked in terms of our marketing and continuing to accept referrals over the last couple of weeks. We are 100% virtual and we're still getting calls. Um, since the beginning of April, we've had about 19 calls and we have done 14 intakes. So um, I just want to let everyone know that, you know, there are still people out there looking for therapy. And I think we have to get creative in terms of how we're reaching out to, you know, our communities and letting them know that, listen, like we're open, we care about you and we want to help you. And um, I just want to, you know, share that with all of you. Thank you so much. So, you know, she's talking about her call volume in April. This was recorded in April. So we have an update, of course. So she carved out 30 to 45 minutes a day for marketing before her babies woke up. <laughs> um, and she focused on her community because it's what felt the best for her. It's what has worked in the past for her and her ideal clients resonate with that as well. And it's part of her core values. And she made it part of her morning routine. Who in here could do that? Who in here could do a quick 30 minutes of marketing every morning? She knew her community was in need, so she reached out to local college um, counseling centers, youth and family social service offices, chamber of commerce, a local yoga studio, public health district department, and a local social media blog even. It was um, very, <laughs> it proved to bring in clients that way. She checked in with each place, asked her, asked if her practice could help in any way to support them, let them know the practice was open and virtual to help their communities and offer them a photo ad of support sessions um, that they were offering with their contact information. Not only did she receive a lot of positive feedback, she received referrals, um, a lot of referrals. So she did food for a local ambulance department. She started a rock garden with her kids outside a yoga studio. And every time she did stuff like that, she got featured in her local news media, which also um, gave her some visibility. And ultimately she says it feels good to be showing up this way. So since the last round of this masterclass, it's been intense. She has had to up her assistance hours. The phone rings constantly. It's <clears throat> at least, 10 inquiries a day. Now she has a big group practice, but she's also had to hire new clinicians and increase those hours of the assistant. And she's had her highest months in revenue as well during this time, just from this consistent small amount of effort every day. So um, it's been a tough year to navigate for her. I'm not gonna lie, I've watched her like struggle with what do I do with the kids and then her husband running ambulance company, uh, an ambulance company. It, it, he can't be home. It's been a lot, but showing up consistently really has paid off. 
What do you do when you're a solo parent for your child, run a practice in Long Island, New York, and your Orthodox Jewish community is being directly impacted by COVID? It's incredibly normal to feel fearful and worried. Esther is one of our clients in Long Island who has a lot on her plate. Her focus is on keeping her and her son safe and her business and life financially viable. There's no one else to step in with income. Anyone here relate? She got clear on how many clients she could realistically see, made some peace with that balancing of the needs of the pandemic in her practice, and she found some time and space to make sure that she could show up for her community. A few clients did not transition to telehealth, and that was really scary, but she kept focusing on showing up and being available in her community. She updated her website to make it super clear that they were open and providing telehealth during this time, and she started blogging. Her blogs were focused on the experience of her ideal clients. And in some cases, when she was experiencing overwhelming anxiety, she wrote the blog that she most needed to read to settle herself. She's noticed that being more business conscious and having so much in place allowed her to feel more confident about being able to build or rebuild even when it's scary. She reminds herself when she, that she knows her stuff. And she wrote blogs like online counseling, a guide for the skeptical, on if you're a trauma survivor, this is how you might feel facing coronavirus. Just from the titles, can you get a sense of who she sees? When you're clear in your ideal client and your marketing message, it starts to come out in everything you do. She took that material that's on her website to speak to her ideal client and use social media to share it out into the world and increase her reach and help people. Even though she didn't really have space for new clients with everything happening, it helped ease her anxiety about the future to keep marketing practices going. Calls that originally dipped at the beginning of the pandemic picked back up. And then as it moved forward, here's the update. Because of her doing what she could at night with blogging and showing up in small ways, her full fee private pay practice is now completely full despite a recession. She hired a new clinician during the pandemic last month and now her employee is almost completely full. Not only can you stay full during a recession, you can grow and expand as long as you build a solid foundation. Remember, marketing is about being seen. So step four is increasing your visibility. This doesn't mean you have to do all the things. You want to be visible in the right place for your clients. Before you start looking for the new and shiny way to market, you need to learn what's worked for you and your practice in the past. Have you ever asked people where they found you? Now is a great time to start. Sit down, get still, and look at your last 10 or 20 minutes. How did they find you? Why did they say they reached out to you? Focus on doing more of what's what, what has really worked and with your updated transformational messaging. Chris is a boot camper who runs a busy group practice in Canada where they provided both in-person and virtual services regularly before COVID hit. We shared her story last time and have some amazing updates. She's done a fair amount of work on her website before the pandemic hit to ensure her website was showing up in searches when people were looking for therapy. When the pandemic hit, she updated her website to be clear that they were still seeing clients online. She worked with Kelly to develop a list of contacts and referral sources to reach out to, uh, check in and provide support. She did a TV spot and she has a column in the newspaper, which is kind of fun and fancy, kind of a sexy marketing, right? But people don't say that's how they found the clinic or why they called. They say they found the website and that they love how it's fun and irreverent. The phones kept ringing, but they also slowed down at the start of the shutdowns of the pandemic. 
and the conversion rate wasn't that good. And then her assistant was oh. going quit. And it was incredibly stressful and terrible timing. And yet she found some unexpected gifts in that experience. Why? Because she is a boot camper and she knows how to do great consultations and get a really great conversion rate. She leveraged that magical skill and script that she learned in bootcamp and almost every patient who called was scheduling. She went back to a consultation process that works. So she didn't need the same volume of calls. She was already planning to start opening an intensive brain spotting offering before all of this started and COVID hit. She shared her clear story and marketing message about her brain spotting experiences and intensives and COVID or not, people resonated and started calling. And she's booked quite a number of therapy intensives at her rate of $300 an hour. She combined her ability to create a clear marketing message, develop a marketing plan that works and convert people who reach out to as an additional income stream. But notice she didn't launch out of fear or desperation. This was part of a plan. She knew that people still needed it and they needed it now more than ever. And she did, she didn't not launch it out of fear. She made an analysis and decision based on her market analysis and experience. In the last three months, she's hired another clinician, closed the physical office, taken her entire team virtual, and all of her clinicians are 100% full. She's looking to hire more clinicians and is working to train a phone person who will use the bootcamp script to continue to get great conversions. She has been able to continue to run a profitable business and has been able to put six figures into savings over this past year so that she can feel safe and secure no matter what happens in the future. All right. Mallory. I'm echoing for some reason. It's so weird. Mallory is a team therapist. Oh, Miranda, can you mute? I don't know why. Mallory is a teen therapist in Woodbridge, Connecticut, providing virtual, individual, and group therapy services with a plan to return to the office once it's safe to do so again. Mallory found her sweet spot of connecting with her ideal client and their families through primarily videos. Um, she has a rockin' YouTube page where she creates videos like, feeling depressed, here's how to talk to your parents. 100 things to do when you are a, a sad and lonely teenager. I love these. Therapists react to funny therapy memes. She also has a website that is completely teen focused and she integrates those funny, relatable and informative videos throughout her website to engage and educate her potential clients and their parents. Over the last 30 days, she says her best marketing strategy has been staying consistently visible with her videos and she created a streamlined process for answering people's questions. Also, she's started getting more strategic with her Pinterest and has started putting things like pin this to remember on her blogs next to pinnable images. She's got 13 new calls in July, but only one client scheduled because she's completely booked for individual work and only has a group opening for the group she began in January. There are, these are good problems to have. I hope you guys are hearing the theme here. This is not all brand new stuff. This is um, improving what they know works, right? And her income is up compared to last year. Imagine that. Uh, she kept with what was working, tweaked it for what is happening in life and kept enhancing her processes to get a bigger impact from the marketing activities she is already doing. Jess and Proda, who is in here. I see you, Jess. 
<laughs> She's an LCSW and boot camper in Santa Monica, AKA a very saturated market. Jess has built her niche around EMDR and body issues and anxiety. Her strength is building relationships. If you meet Jess, you will love her. This is where she's most visible. She has built a community of friends, colleagues, and therapists. She is fun, playful, and generally cares about people and does what she can to foster relationships and truly deeply connect. Because she is a connector, she's charismatic and funny at her core, connecting relationally is her strength. People remember her, and because she fosters relationships and she truly cares for others, people love to refer to her. Her most effective marketing strategy in the last 30 days has been with relationships with therapist colleagues. In the past four weeks, she's taken on four new clients, two of those in the last two weeks, and she's now completely booked up with two people that she offered referrals to that would like to be on her wait list. I've already referred to her and she wouldn't take them. <laughs> and overall, her income is up from last year and she's on track for her biggest month this month. And then, we have Samila. She is a psychologist and boot camper in Chicago who specializes in working with higher functioning adults suffering from social anxiety, panic attacks, and complex trauma. Most effective marketing strategy has been only accepting clients that are the best fit for her, referring out to other clinicians that are better fits for clients, and creating strong relationships with those other clinicians who know her specialty and refer to her as well. We know that using other therapists as referral sources can be quite hit and miss. Simply meeting lots of therapists and sharing your specialty seldom leads to a strong referral source. But when you get to know colleagues and you develop relationships with them and when you refer them great clients, it keeps you top of mind and colleagues are more likely to remember you, your specialty, and refer to you as well. Notice that this strategy works best if you are already getting client calls that you could refer out when they aren't a good fit. And notice this lines up directly with what we've been teaching about knowing that you are great at being able to articulate that referring clients that you aren't great for and not scheduling clients out of fear or desperation. In the last four weeks, she has scheduled six out of six callers and had to hire two new clinicians to keep up with the need. Miranda, I'm gonna let you take it from here for a sec. Nikki Nolette um, is a virtual therapist and boot camper residing in San Diego, California. Her specialty is relationships, intimacy, and sex. She's been focusing on honing in on her website, becoming more clear in her messaging and blogging to get her voice out there. She realized that on many of the sites she markets on, her specialties were not clear, so she's been fixing that. And guess what? Three new client calls and 100% of them scheduled with, you, with her in this last four weeks. Her marketings are attracting the right clients who are ready to schedule. Now she's making a plan to get that marketing in front of more of her ideal clients so she can schedule more clients. Cindy Doyle, who we talked about yesterday, is also the co-owner of a group practice in Denton, Texas. When things hit with COVID, her clinicians really wanted to do something to reach out and support their community. So they decided to offer 30-minute online solution-focused therapy sessions for $50. What do you think happened? They reached out to local grocery store chains and other first responders to offer this reduced rate session and crickets. 
<laughs> Nobody called. And at the same time, clinicians connected with friends and colleagues with social media followings. And those people went live to give shout outs to specific clinicians. If you're struggling, it's okay to struggle. Contact this person. Two of her clinicians have used the strategy and both gotten new telehealth clients, sometimes with people who are living hours away from the physical office. Those personal referrals are extra powerful right now. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started that person trusts them, right? So I can trust them too. One of her clinicians that has a specialty in the Catholic community reached out to an author she knows who also gave her a social media shout out. That one contact provided two new clients from her just in a few weeks. The other one was a referral to the practice. Initially back in March, inquiries were slow, but conversions were 100%. In February, 436 six sessions. In March, that dropped slightly to 422. Now in July, 537 sessions, despite having one less therapist. Every therapist that works with her has a niche and a waiting list, and they have an awesome team who feels confident clinically and financially. Joanne Kim of allofmecounseling.com is an LMFT and boot camper in San Jose, California, who uses the Enneagram and brain spotting to help people who are exhausted by anxiety, guilt, shame, and have an allergic reaction to anger create vibrant relationships where they matter too. Her most effective marketing strategy has been, quote, honing in on my messaging on my niche modalities that don't have that many alternative options or practitioners, a.k.a. She does search engine optimization keyword research at <laughs> H&M Bootcamp. She uses the data on what people are searching for to help her uh, ensure that people who need her can find her. She's taken on five new clients over the last four weeks, is completely full, and has gotten 15 calls in the last two weeks. Of course, she's so full, she can't schedule those people. She has to refer them out. Her income is up from last year. Her practice is 100% private pay, and she has wonderful ways she gives back to the community. Now that she's full, she's exploring what her next steps are. Joanne is learning how to pace herself and slow down during this time and realizing that allowing herself to show, slow down and be intentional with her marketing and next business steps will allow her to speed up in her business growth mode. It's kind of easy to forget that just mm. three years ago, Joanne was pre-licensed sitting in a cubicle when she found one of our free trainings like this one. What a difference a few years makes. What themes are you taking in? We brought in solo practices, group practices, single moms, small towns, big cities, you know, United States, Canada, and everything in between. Over and over again, people are making tweaks to their marketing messages to stay viable or increasing their visibility. They're not starting over from scratch. 
They do not need to learn an entirely new marketing strategy if they already had an effective way of reaching their clients previously. If you want to start a YouTube page or do something new and shiny because it excites you and brings you joy, awesome. But otherwise, you can simply tweak and enhance what you're already doing. Already have some great relationships with people? Call them. Check in. Find out how you can be of service. Ask for a video shout out on social media via Facebook or Instagram Live. And we aren't just talking about other therapists. Therapists know how to access you. It's your friends and family and neighbors and places of worship and schools that don't know we're open and ready to help. Already love to write and you're blogging? Focusing on sharing new and maybe even old blogs that are helpful to your community and to your ideal clients. Tap into relationships so that they can help you spread the word. Your message is worth sharing. Already doing YouTube? Create some content focused on your ideal client's needs right now. Tap into your relationships to help spread the word. But I get it. What if you're starting from scratch? Do we have some people? I know there's some people in here who are starting <laughs> from scratch. Starting a business is always scary. And it almost always takes longer than people imagine. We've talked with thousands of therapists and have heard story after story colleagues, group practices, insurance, pastor, et cetera, refer to me so I don't need to create a marketing plan and heard the fear, frustration, hurt and shame and panic when that didn't actually happen. If you're starting from scratch right now, know that you are needed. We need more therapists right now, not less. But building a business takes time, energy and intention. You can focus on all the things you don't have right now or focus on what you do have. You have people who like, know, and trust you. You have at least a rough draft, rough draft of a marketing message after this week, right? And some clarity. Take that and start using the strategies that you can do right now. In fact, if you're starting your um, practice right now, in March, we had a masterclass like this one. Matthew Austin came on with no private practice. He made a plan. He enrolled in business school bootcamp for therapists and he started to lay his foundation for the practice and specialty that he really wanted. And now seven weeks ago, in the midst of the pandemic, COVID and all the rest of it, he launched. And guess what? He's full. As of, I think, a week and a half ago, he sees 16 clients a week who primarily found him through Google searches from the website he wrote using the same principles we teach here. He's very clear on his niche and who he helps. This 2020 is like the Instapot or a pressure cooker. It cooks things fast, hot, it breaks down things quickly, and it brings our stuff to the surface. Can you, can you agree? If we didn't have a clear marketing plan before, it makes it very obvious. If we didn't have strong referral relationships, findability on the internet, or a solid business plan, a savings account, um, a compelling marketing message and all the other foundational stuff of a viable business, you will feel that stress. If your business is not solid, this is an opportunity. Okay. We can feel shame, regret, or anger about the past and the whole woulda, shoulda, couldas, or we can pause, we can reassess and make a plan that won't just get us through this pandemic, but provide a solid foundation that will take you through any crisis in the future whether that is a tornado, hurricane, slow time, illness, earthquake, divorce, fire, death, pregnancy, or whatever else this beautiful life brings your way. 
if you filled in that foundation and there are areas that are solid during this time, that means you put in some solid work at some point in the past. Thank your past self for all that you've done already. One of our boot campers has messaged me several times to share how she and her husband were talking about what this would all look right now look like right now if she had never done boot camp and gone this path of shifting their money patterns. And um, her husband tried to convince her not to do boot camp with us. And she says she's so thankful for boot camp right now. It's changed their life. And I actually got a chance to meet them in person several months ago. And he told me the same thing. It's the best decision ever. So what is the one thing you will do to get your message out into the world this week? It's time to take action, move forward. And I know you may think there's so many things. What's one thing? We want to know. I want you to post. What is one thing that you will do after hearing these stories and understanding about the need for a really clear message? What are you going to do to get your message out into the world this week based on what you heard? Share in the chat. We know a lot of you are thinking, these are all great for them, but will it work for me? Now, more than ever, our world needs what we have to offer. They need hope, healing, a place to cope. So that's why it's doubly important to take some time to really assess, plan, be intentional, and track what is and isn't working in your marketing plan and your business. In fact, some of you have already tried everything that these therapists have tried and, and then some. And you say, I've tried everything and nothing works. What we've found pretty consistently is that therapists often try all the things for a short period of time without understanding why something does or does not work for them. The therapists who are doing well right now are consistent. Their fear isn't taking rain and they're getting creative in how they serve. They also feel really confident about the work they can do virtually. You need to be consistent in aligning your strengths with your client's needs. Blogging a few times without understanding SEO or your ideal client won't work as effectively as blogging weekly with SEO keywords in mind and a clear marketing message. Going to a lot of Zoom and networking meetings, passing out business cards and telling people you're a general therapist who needs client, clients won't be as effective as really building relationships over time and being clear about your deep passion. Or doing the virtual equivalent of that, simply friending strangers on Facebook and then asking them to like your business page will not be as effective as reaching out to have real conversations with people. A lot of therapists end up thinking it's all about having a lot of money to invest in Facebook ads, Google ads, or some $10,000 program or agency to market their practice. And when throwing money at the problem doesn't work, they feel like there must be something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to take some time to learn more and explore what will really work for you in a consistent and impactful way. And that process does take some time and learning to master it long term to get to the spot that these individuals were at where everything is in flow. As they shared, it was not always this easy. They had to invest some time and energy into learning the skills and practicing them over the time. I just want to say, just look at all these plans you guys have for marketing. Way to fight through that stuck place and take some action. I love it. I love it. It's great, isn't it? Oh, so many good things. Okay, now we've been walking step-by-step step through this Marketing Masterclass Recession Edition. We started with outcomes and how these are the foundation of your practice and your life. We then use those outcomes to create a compelling marketing message. And today we delved into ways to get that marketing message into the world. Tomorrow, 
is our big day. We're going to tie everything together. We're going to talk about your next steps and help you dig into um, an important resource for your unique business to survive what's going on in this world and whatever other fun thing this year has to throw our way. Um, each of you is in a very different place in your practice with very different needs. And it's time to get real about what it takes to have your unique marketing plan. It's not just creating a, um, <clears throat> a strategy like everybody else does. And it's not just about getting only a steady stream of income we've uh, of clients, but we've helped thousands of therapists in private practice. And we found there are a lot of very full therapists who are overworked, burnt out, and not actually making a sustainable income. So we want to ask you to do an assessment of your practice between now and tomorrow. This assessment is in the classroom. Our assessment is going to make it really clear quickly what areas in your business need attention. And tomorrow, we're going to offer you a step-by-step -step plan to tackle each of these areas in a sustainable and client-centered way we are going tomorrow, we will be talking about our business school boot camp. So we're not being silly or sneaky or anything because tomorrow we do open the doors to our boot camp. But tomorrow we are going to talk about the three next things you need to do now that you have this marketing plan. Many of you are feeling unsure, overwhelmed, and it's leading to ambivalence that makes it hard for you to make any decisions and take any action to move your business forward during these stressful times. We are going to be giving away tomorrow two tickets to the Therapy Reimagine Conference. Miranda and I will be speaking at it. Yay. An entry to our business school boot camp Whoa. and $1,000 cash. And we are announcing the winner of our first ever boot camp spokesperson of 2020 award. This person who wins will also be getting a full day intensive with us. Ooh, I have chills. I'm excited about that. I'm one. super excited. We've been um, watching the the people who've been um, uh, who submitted and literally like sitting at home crying watching this. So we're really excited to. It's been really hard to choose. Um, we're still in the process of choosing. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I know. Our goal is to inspire and teach you not just how to tackle whatever problem is right in front of you, but how to be intentional and start being proactive in your business instead of reactive. While you're all we're going to be um, sharing again. We have that Aspira CE. They're generously donating that code for three free CEs. We have all the information in the classroom. You can easily see all the stuff that they do. They have APA and MBC CEs, and they have four telehealth, telehealth courses to get you on track for providing services as well as hundreds of others. Um, they also provide the CEs for our business school bootcamp for therapists that qualifies for 32 CEs. So, Go and check them out. I'll put the link um, down there so you can check it out. We really want to encourage you to come to that training live, if at all possible, because we know you're more likely to do the work if you show up. We want to bring back this amazing community, and we're going to be giving away $1,000 cash. Like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, come on, guys. Like, who doesn't want to be here for that? I think we're going to blow our seven over 700 people that showed up on Tuesday out of the water. So right now we want to see, share in the comments, are you going to do your private practice analysis and attend tomorrow? And of course, if you found this training useful, we hope you'll share it with your colleagues and friends who need it. We want to share the inspiration and direction 
with therapists so they can show up when people need them most. Yeah, this is fun. Okay, Whew, right under the wire <laughs> into our <laughs> Q&A section. Yeah, I love how many people are going to be here, bring a friend, and just tell them that if they win, they have to split the money with you. There you That's go. That's the thing. Bring a colleague. They do need to be a professional in, you know, in order to, they can be pre-licensed, that's fine. Um, but they do need to be a therapist or coach or someone that's a professional like y'all. You know what we're missing is our Amazon gift card slide. So oh. Oh God, we still so have funny. to give away $50 Amazon. Yes, uh, and I know the winner. Let me just double check. They are still here. Um, do we see Susan McDonald? Wait. Oh, she already left. Okay, wait a minute. We have a backup. Arma Coon, you are our winner of our $50 Amazon gift card. Sorry, Susan. You you probably logged off like right beforehand. <laughs> uh, Karma Coon, we will be contacting you for that $50 Amazon gift card. Woo woo. Oh my gosh, how did we almost forget that? You guys have to remind you, remind us of these things. Um all right. Yep. Video back. And then analysis, just so you guys know, is super like it. We haven't made it super easy. Okay. So mm -hmm. don't think it's going to be like horrible and complex or anything like that. It's going to be easy peasy, brother breezy. <laughs> <sighs> oh, goodness. You guys, so my tongue is tied. Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, at the end there, I was like, my mouth is not working with my brain. I don't know what happened. Okay, so here we go. We're going to do some questions and stuff. Again, for those of you that are asking, how do I enter to win? You just need to be here live tomorrow. It's going to be 90 minutes. We will be teaching. We will be talking about boot camp, and then we announce all the winners at the end. It'll be fun. All right. I'll let you take over, Miranda. Yes, especially during the recession when a oh, lot of Mar people are Susan is still here, Miranda. What? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, you guys both won a $50 Amazon yes. gift card. We'll there we go. Susan and Karma, we're good. You guys can have one. You both Don't win. say we're not. Sorry. We're both winners. <laughs> uh, especially during the recession when a lot of people are struggling with finances, how do you attract new cash paying clients? This is, and there's someone else that said, this is my overrating question as well. So please understand when you know who your ideal client is and you attract them this will take care of its right i know that sounds like really weird because we make up these stories sometimes even about our ideal clients so i'll give you an example from even during the great recession i did this work and i integrated in eft strategies and my marketing message was really clear on how i help couples and like what kind of work i did with them and i had a particular couple that came in they were both at work and on unemployment they were both out of work on employment. They had moved in with one of their parents to save money. And they called me for couples therapy. And I didn't have any sliding scale slot open. And I said, hey, I'm concerned. Like, let me refer you out. What have you? They said, no. Our relationship is our main priority. If we don't have the two of us, nothing else matters. We need to figure this out. And a divorce will be so much more expensive. This is worth the investment. When you connect in, even if people... In a place where they are like legitimately struggling, they will adjust their um, their priorities based on that piece. So, again, a clear marketing message will attract people. And 
again, sometimes it makes more sense to refer people out that totally, but please know powerful marketing messages work. And also to say like, there are other services for people that are truly struggling and you are not a nonprofit. You do not have grant funding and those kinds of things. So you have, you know, if you want to keep your doors open, you have to work with the client who can work with you and there and focus on the clients you are currently serving and assessing what's happening there before you start taking in other slides and those kinds of things. How ensure you are on the first step of Google? Never. So this is a huge question and I want to be really clear. This is not something that, that we can do even in our presentation. This is something that has a lot of different steps. We break it up into small pieces in our boot camp, and we show people page by page on their website and all these other places and, and break that up so they know exactly how to get to the first page of Google. Anybody who says like just do five things and you get to the page of Google is probably not accurate as to like the different steps. And it sort of depends a little bit based on who your ideal client is, is your what search keywords you need to actually like know what the keywords are for those individuals. So there's a lot to learn. So I highly recommend and SEO is something I honestly personally believe that therapists should about any business owner learn about and not something they should automatically outsource. I've worked with too many that have spent hundreds or thousands of dollars on SEO. Can you guys hear my son in the back? I'm not sure what he's thinking. Um, <laughs> it's kind of going in and out right now, so I don't know. Thousands of dollars and not set up properly. And if you don't know how to do SEO, you don't even know how to hire someone who's good or how it's working. Would anyone in this course be open to a follow-up, right? Like this idea of how do we connect in together? So Kelly, share ways that people can connect outside of this training via our community. Yeah, in our community, you guys can connect over there. There's um, topics and threads where you can post. You can um, meet up and uh, we have people get together in small groups and things like that and coordinate times. Um, and then you just post an announcement for people and um, make a post and let people know that you guys are hosting it and you can put your Zoom link or whatever you'd like. So in the classroom directly uh, would be a good place to do that, Katie. I'd love that question. Sandra says, Miranda, thank you for sharing your story about your therapy journey. It was also my narrative. So it was super nice to hear camaraderie and experience. Let go some of the shame. I think I cared about birth even before life sure back in those days. I have a very full practice for clients daily. However, almost all insurance based, which is paying my bills right now. In your boot camp, will you talk about running cash businesses or integration of a hybrid of insurance and cash pay? We do both. Um, because everyone has different um, circumstances and everyone has different opportunities. So Miranda and I, we have a bonus course on insurance, actually. We are not anti-insurance. We are anti-signing contracts that will impoverish you and oppress you. We want you to partner with people that make sense for your business plan. So we do have boot campers who take insurance and it works for them and they get a great fee. And then we have people who do full cash and some people that are deciding and people that are like, Oh, I did insurance and now that's not working. So yeah, 
I just started my private practice in January as private pay only, and I've gone through the SEO and Google ads route for marketing after doing the private practice startup e-course last fall. I'm still growing and I'm getting close to being half full. I think I have a hard time with comparison and knowing that some other people have grown faster. What do you think is an okay timeline for full when you're in the startup phase? <laughs> oh my goodness, right? So it really depends. And I wanna like caveat of what does full mean to you? So I've talked with therapists who their goal was to full for them was like 32 clients a week. And they would consistently get up to like 2022. And then they'd say like the phone starting and you'd say, well, what kind of marketing? They said, well, no, by the time I got to 22, I could barely keep up with returning phone calls. I was exhausted with like doing notes and they realized, oh, wait, that's actually my cap for clients. I can't sustain 32. There's, there's a thing that happens. If you're seeing 32 clients a week as a business owner, you're working, if you're doing it right, 50 hours a week at least, right? So it's, it's very important to get clear on what that number actually needs to be. And then again, it depends on what is your niche, what is the need in your area, you have to learn how to do market analysis, all these other pieces. So please know that it sometimes it is perfectly appropriate that you'd be full in three months and other times, depending on the how much you were charging and who you're working with and what your caseload expectations were, it might take you a year, right? It also depends on whether you're working another job or not. So if you're working like a, or you're at home or like I only have an hour a week to do marketing, you're not going to grow as quickly as someone who has 20 hours a week to do marketing. Gus just said, I'm going to call her out. <laughs> She's like, it took me three years to get entirely full as cash pay, but she worked three jobs <laughs> and that's why it took three years. So everyone has a different pace, like, and a different, and a different tolerance for stress and different privileges and circumstances that allow them to pace the way they do. What are your suggestions or must-dos to transition from a full-time job to private practice, which is currently part-time? How does this impact your marketing? So what you must do is, so this is where you don't have room to mess around because this is my situation. You don't have room to try all the things because your time gets really squeezed. So we do that whole essentialism. We get into what is necessary. You have to be really clear on your niche niche, niche, whatever, you have to really know who you're serving and make sure your message is on point. And then you want to do an online and an offline strategy when it comes to your marketing. So you want to be building relationships and you also want to be building that website and like networking online and stuff like that. For me, how it looked like was working late after my kid went to sleep, like Carrie Ann working in the morning before her kid woke up. I can't do that. That's just, I, I can't, but I can do the late out night owl thing. So it really condenses. The other thing that I hope you all heard in here, if you're starting out and making that leap or whatever, you have people you already know, you already have resources and assets for your marketing and your business. So utilizing those first. And I would just say, like, commit to a regular time in your daily schedule, like Carrie Ann did, of that, like, 30 minutes or whatever, and focus on one to two strategies, one in the online world and one in the offline world to get you going. 
I think the other thing to mention is that a lot of people are expecting that they're going to build a private practice and have 20 clients while they're also working 30 or 40 hours a week. And so we always look at how many clients could you really sustain while you're working your full-time gig, right? So if you're working 30, 40 hours a week and you're like, uh, I can see about eight before I start to be like burnt to crisp, then eight is your number. And you need to do the math to figure out what is the, the take home income you need from that eight person private practice that would allow you to transition with confidence. And that is a, that's a hard piece. You may also need to actually start taking your private practice income profits and putting that into a savings account so that that is your buffer to bridge that gap. If you're like, well, with eight, there's no way I could do it. Now I'm going to, I'm going to make a a pretty broad statement. 99% of the people that I talk to when they're trying to bridge this bridging with insurance is almost impossible unless you have a really great insurance contract that just has amazing reimbursement rates. If you're getting reimbursed, 30 or $60 a session and you are taking care of a household and need your income and to pay rent, there's no way once you take out your expenses and self-employment taxes and all of that, that you're going to be able to like do that and sustain that. So inside of bootcamp, we actually have this Excel calculator that takes you through that and lets you know, so you can create your bridge plan. Like what do I need to feel confident to, to say no to my day job? And then we have the plan for, okay, now that I've said no, now what's my next plan? Sorry, that was kind of a long answer, but it's such a big com- conversation. Um, what's the best way to reach out to a community when you don't have relationships? I'm new to Florida and I know no one. How do I begin to go in the door? Well, this is what I did. So when I uh, started, I was new to my area and all my friends were at work. (laughs) So actually if you have another job or you, do you know, at least one person start there, I got a doctor and my doctor actually became a big referral source for my business. Um, and other providers that I personally saw. The other thing is one of the things we teach in bootcamp is to start making professional connections on LinkedIn and turning those ones that really seem like good energy and connection into like a zoom meeting or something like that. And it is okay to say, I am new here. I'm looking for community. And I saw what you were up to. And I was wondering um, if I could learn more about what you're doing as I'm about to start my business or as I'm starting um, to see clients, I want really good referrals for my, my clients. And I'd love to meet you. There's nothing like just saying I'm new here. If you said to me, I'm new here, I'd be like, here, let me show you around. <laughs> you know. So um, people, the right fit will, will connect you with other people. There's actually um, like a personality type that we call like a connector, which we, we talked about Jess as a connector. They yes. are people that when they meet someone, they like their brain works by going like, ooh, you know who you should meet is this person or you should meet that person. So once you find a connector or two in your life, they will help you to, to pull those, those pieces out. So it's just about getting started somewhere. I have a social media phobia. I'm not on Facebook or any other platforms. Do you have suggestions for me? So number one, know that you don't have to be on social media to build your business. It is one option. It is one option. There may be other ways that really um, work for you. You do need, we believe that having some way for people to find you online 
it really does make life easier. If you don't want to be like on the phone with people all day and connecting or on Zoom meetings constantly, um, like it's just that place. Like I'm an ambivert that leans a little towards introvert. Kelly's an extrovert. Kelly can like go, go, go with like the interactions. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like I'm going to bed. It's eight o'clock. Like I'm And I'll stay up with it. Buddy. Yeah, and Kelly's like, the next oh my God, it's amazing. And she just gets so hyped and energized, right? And I'm, I'm just a little different, right? So I get up with everybody early and like no. do the yoga with everybody, you know? We just have different ways and that's okay. So please know that there's lots of ways to market your business. We just need a plan that works for you, Janet. Um... Any tips for a black therapist? I found that removing my picture from my website has been helpful. I'm still having difficulty getting full. So this has been, I mean, we talked about the, there's a story that just came out about whitewashing, somebody having to whitewash their, their house and pull down all the pictures um, so that they could get, um, like it was a 40% increase in the appraisal of their house. Like how crazy is that? Um, but go ahead, Kelly. We actually have a guest, uh, Joy Harden Bradford, and I do a conversation about this in boot camp, and we have a lot of discussions around this of therapists of color. Um, and one of the things that we have been talking about is two thoughts. Um, I, I, as a white woman, I'm, I'm just recognizing I'm white and I'm saying this. My joy is to see the visibility of black therapists because we need clinicians who look like our communities. It is an encouragement and to other people of color, um, gender, queer, whatever, you know, we need that diversity reflected. Now, that said, some of the therapists who have not been putting their pictures up end up getting some shock sometimes. There's been some racist things that have been happening, more microaggressions than normal. Well, this is just terrible to talk about but um, they put up their picture to reduce the microaggressions in that they're, they're, they don't want to attract people who then show up and say, oh, I didn't know you were black, I can't see you. So one of the things we do talk about is putting the picture on. I think adding video is really helpful for people to hear your voice, to feel you. This goes for people in general. Um, but I do understand why I like I had a client, uh, we featured her in the last um, masterclass. Her name is a black name, right? Like she's like, this is what people call me, but I'm gonna use my more white sounding name. And so we talked about that and like, what does it look like for her to show up fully as herself? Because I think that this is something that we don't address in our education as therapists, in our theories as therapists of like, microaggressions and taking care of ourselves as therapists who face those. And so one of the things that she has worked on is being seen. So I think you can do what works for you, but I, I find a growing consensus towards being visible to reduce people who are racist coming into or overtly racist, because a lot of us are racist, but uh, not have to face more microaggression in the session than you already do. But like I said, video can help. And um, yeah, I just, 
I just want to say, Sarah, that it's to me, I celebrate when I see more black therapists. And something we do talk about in boot camp too is are we referring to our black colleagues, our immigrant colleagues, our gender queer colleagues, all these kinds of things, or macroaggression? Yes, that's true, Vic. So Anywho, um, and I want to I want to jump in. There's I I want to share some websites, and th I'm sure uh, Kelly can help me. Yeah, of some therapists that are black that are featuring their themselves and their pictures in their marketing, and so know that for a lot of of black therapists, not all, but when they embrace that and really create a marketing message to the people they truly want to reach out to that when they get that moving, they start to see, oh my gosh, people are so delighted. I remember being in private practice and begging my black colleagues to please go into private practice because I needed to refer, like I, people wanted that and I would like be on the phone. They're like, I really want a black therapist for my child. And I was like, I do too. Like, and I couldn't find anybody in my area who would go into private practice and it was alarming and she didn't want to do virtual at that time. This was, you know, I think this was like 10 years ago, seven, no, seven years ago, but you know, these are, these are real issues. So please know you are wanted and you know, you are lovely and it's, it's important thing. And yes, it's real stuff. Right. Um, so I know I'm not super articulate always about that, but um. How do you use the authentic transformation proposition to attract multiple types of clients you want to work with? Isn't it confusing to have multiple ATPs on your website or will SEO direct potential clients to the correct spot on your site? So you're going to have a different page for each of these ATPs. And then your home page is going to help to direct. You're going to have a more general ATP where the whole goal is to direct people to where they need to go. So notice that we even shared an example of that um, with Erin Bennett's ATP, that she does parent coaching and that she also does play therapy. And so her homepage is a little bit more general. And while it does go for a, a, um, a consultation, it's more focused on learn more about parent coaching and learn more about play therapy. And then that page goes into a really in-depth ATP. Okay. So it, and this strategy also does help with your SEO, which is really important. And it really connects with your clients. So when you try to speak to everybody, you end up speaking to nobody. So are you depressed and you can't get out of bed? Are you anxious and can't sleep? Or are you just dealing with weight loss? Are you dealing with weight gain? Or are you dealing with this? Are you dealing with that? And someone's like, yes, no, no maybe, no, no, no. You want someone to be reading through where literally they're just saying, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like, that's a little extreme, but like, that's the point you want them to be. Not like, yes, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Yes, no, that's not what you want. Doug, how did you approach the termination conversation with a transition to a new therapist with your clients? This is such a great consultation. So this is one of the things too that I think I just wanna say briefly is that we need consultation groups. If you are not in a consultation group right now, guys, you need to find one. It's so important. It's so powerful. Um, these are good things. Oh, can I address uh, something that's coming up a lot? Yeah. 
uh, along with what we were talking about race and gender and all these kinds of things. Someone was talking about accents. Um, one of our boot campers, Namrata, um, she is from India. And I think video really does help. Um, she's starting to do Facebook Lives now. Um, and she has experienced a lot of um, racism for when people call and they hear her accent. So being showing up fully on her website is helpful and doing those Facebook Lives so that people, um, she attracts the people that like, like when you hear talk, it's just like magnetic, you know? So that's who you want calling. So for any of you, wherever you, you feel like you want to, don't hide yourself. Show up fully who you are. I remember actually have, I used to have pink hair and blue hair and a therapist told me like, oh, I didn't put my picture up because I didn't want people. I want people to know what they're going to get when they come in. Be yourself. We need your, your beautiful skin color and um, everything. We, we want that to show big time. Okay, moving on. I just opened my practice. I keep calling my business phone to make sure it works. I've done some outreach website, psychology today, profile networking. Is it normal to take a bit to get your first client? <laughs> Thanks for everything you do. So it can be, it can be normal to take a little bit to get your first client, but go back to, since you are a boot camper, go back to that quarterly marketing plan. Um, download that and look at what are you doing on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis for your marketing. And what's nice is that when we do say like, hey, I've got six sessions or, or 10 appointments open, then we're going to be translating that into that's 10 hours I should be spending on my marketing. So if you are spending 10 hours on your marketing, I pinky promise you'll get a referral much more, much, much more quickly. Um, and that can happen within a few weeks, honestly. And let's also look at things when we're in the next round of boot camp. I want to. Yeah. That How do you deal with clients who've been furloughed or lost jobs? I'm cash only. My clients have paid but requested sliding fee. My mm. sliding fee slots are too many right now. What are your thoughts? If you, you have too many, then you need to refer out. Um, and if you can't afford to do a sliding scale, please refer out. If you do sliding scale, if someone's listening and saying, um, you know, I actually, I can do it for right now. You do it on a time limited basis. You do six to eight weeks and then you reevaluate and you let them know by the end of this time, we'll need to decide if, if the situation is still the same, then we're going to work on referring you to a clinician that you can't afford to work with. There is some weird, um, that emerge ethics and law classes that people like once they're with you, they have to be with you forever, no matter what. And that it's our ethic to stick stick with the with the client. It's our ethic to provide referrals. It's our obligation to give them good referrals. But we are never obligated to maintain the therapeutic relationship, even if the client that's the what they want. So there's a lot that can be at play too in terms of resentment and counter-transference here if you keep working with clients that you can't afford to work with. But um, if you have too many, then it's time to refer out and always know, you know, tell them that like if things change that you may have an opening and they can always reach out, but give them great referrals. Yeah, it's, it's important. I want you to think about that idea of like, well, the grocery stores need to stay open because of the pandemic. 
but nobody said like, hey, the grocery store should stop start giving food out for free. And yet we somehow pull that into our process. Um, you have to be able to pay yourself. You have to be able to keep the lights on in the office and at home. Okay. Oh, Tiffany did the assessment. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. This assessment is awesome. Yes. It right. Is. So anybody who's done the assessment, share in the chat how important that is. It's actually set up so that you can um, look at how your scores change over time as well. So we're getting ready to whoo, wrap it all up through this thing. I know we didn't get to all the questions. There's still over 200 of you here, um, which is just freaking fantastic. And I'm so stoked about it. Um, I just want to say thank you guys again um, for coming. I'm going to put the link to two things in here. I'm gonna put the link to our homework for today and the assessment. And then of course, we love hearing your feedback guys. Like we're so appreciative. Um, so we have a little spot where you can share your experience with the masterclass. Um, so it helps other people to know whether we are legit or not. I love someone posting like, this is actually legit. You actually get <laughs> CEs and this is like really helpful. Um, so please know that we um, really appreciate you um, providing that information just so other people know that we are legit clinicians who are trustworthy. We know that it's like there's so many cool things about doing something free, um, but we know sometimes that doing something free can give people the sense that it's not something valuable. Um, but we believe in this community. We want to make sure that it's accessible. Um, and so we do that. Okay. <sighs> Thank you guys so freaking much. Any other reminders, Kelly? Um, people are asking about how to submit the homework. I believe they just comment in the lesson. Yep. You just comment in the bottom. You don't need to give us your whole analysis. You just need to let us know what you learned from your analysis and what you're going to focus on next. That's it. You don't need to like upload your document to us. We're not looking at 3000 people's <laughs> homework in that way. Um, but just share as, wow, this is the number I was surprised that I ring so high in this area. Wow, this is the area that I really need to work on. And here's my plan for that. Okay. So we make it really easy. Um, the, the analysis should take you probably no more than 10 minutes and then a few minutes to, to go and share your plan. Okay, you guys, this is fun. Oh. Oh my goodness. Good so, we didn't have any tech stuff, I don't think really. So it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. We even shared videos, which I had to download like a crazy and it worked. software and it worked without an issue. And I figured out what I had clicked some button yesterday that was like messing with my stuff. And it's not what you would think, like it's sort of like ridiculous. Um, so, so I'm glad that you guys are all here. And bring your friends tomorrow. Again, tell them to split the money with them if one of you wins. Or they'll. Tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, Hi, guys. You. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you go and check out the show notes to go and get all your freebies, downloads, and to join our free, amazing private practice community. It will be so lovely to engage with you there and get to know you and your practice and how we can help you take it to that next level. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, 
profitable solo or group practice, head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.